Howdy hi ho humans, it's me Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. I am here at Hungryland with Mikey and Jamie. Hello. Hello. Hi. You are chipper this morning. I'm very chipper. <laughs> you want to know why? Why? Because I pretty much, like, I, I have like one item on my bucket list, and I don't want to say I, I, I achieved it last night, but like, all right, it's a, a close second. <laughs> last night? Last I, night. This is breaking news for us. So, okay. So uh, the, the thing I've been joking about for years is that the only item on my bucket list is to have frozen yogurt with Lester Holt, right? You know that. Yeah. Yes. And last night I had barbecue with Josh Mankiewicz. That's close enough. <laughs> wow. <laughs> very, very close. Um, it was amazing. Wow, that's awesome. I, uh, for those of you who don't know who Josh Mankiewicz is, he is one of the Dateline correspondents. Mm -hmm. And I love watching true crime. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot of true crime fans in our audience. Yeah, well, that's a big in the podcast world. It uh, right, but uh, and that is true. And also with women, like mm -hmm. women who like healthy food, mm -hmm. apparently, because there's a lot of crossover. So I ran into him accidentally the other mm -hmm. day, and then we all booked a dinner. So that's awesome. So my husband and I took him out to dinner, and we had barbecue with him. That's so he's bananas. local. He's local, wow. and I I said to him, you know, there's got to be a way we can have you on the podcast, and he seemed open to it. We talked about maybe doing like eating healthy food while you travel, and I was giving him tips. And I think, what do you what do you think? You think yeah, he'd be, be awesome. good to have on? Mm -hmm, for sure. Should we ask the audience? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, guys. Should we have Josh Mankiewicz from Dateline on the Hungry Girl podcast? You should text Mike. 805-380-8075. What if he did like a, a true crime food thing? Like something like some mystery that had to do with something in the food industry. Like, like some father killed their mother to become the heir to some <laughs> food come yeah now you're gonna have to like create this scenario because it doesn't sound familiar but i'm sure there's been like maybe like in the heinz corporation there's like some secret that nobody knows about <laughs> maybe i don't know but know. in the meantime i don't know if the audience wants that or if they just want food info yeah. i don't know i just was like totally starstruck and excited about it and mm. it was fun cool. so that was my exciting week <laughs> right. that's why i'm chippered today people <laughs> it makes sense um and it is also because it's a really great episode we have mm -hmm. we have our weight loss q a february edition yeah that's i really exciting. like these we get the real we get real questions from you guys so call in mike where do they call it, uh 805-380-8075 and you could you can just ask your questions and we yep. may show up and answer them or you could just Tell us if you want Josh Mankiewicz on the podcast. <laughs> Either or. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we have actual voices and people. So we like that. Again, a lot of times people text you, but we love when we, when we actually hear your voices. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be shy. No. All right. So what do we got, Mike? Breaking shoes. All right. Trader Joe's has released its 11th annual Customer Choice Awards. Here are some of the highlights for you. So the favorite, and this is no surprise to me, the favorite overall is the Everything But the Bagel Sesame Seasoning Blend. Uh, the favorite entree was the Mandarin Orange Chicken. I think we tried that on the podcast, didn't we? Sounds familiar. I know people are obsessed with it. I think we it. did, yeah. Did we? Yeah. I know it's like a little high. The stats are a little high, but mm -hmm. like it's the most popular. Anytime you meet anyone, they just like yeah. flip out over this Mandarin mm -hmm. chicken. Uh, this one we tried. The uh, favorite vegan vegetarian item is the cauliflower gnocchi. And the favorite cheese is the unexpected cheddar. I had no idea what unexpected cheddar was. But it's it's cheddar that you wouldn't expect. I think it's really sharp. Oh, okay. I mean, it really well, is that, unexpected. Isn't that sharp cheddar? 
Yeah, but <laughs> I think calling it unexpected made it unexpectedly yeah, popular. I mean, true. to me, unexpected cheddar would have like chocolate chips in it. Oh, wow. That's that would bad. be unexpected. That would be inedible <laughs> cheddar. Are, no, that could be good. <clears throat> no, I think my peanut God. butter and cheddar would be good. I don't. No. A sandwich? Personally. A peanut butter with slices of cheddar? Awful. Oh. That would be, to me, I don't know, maybe I'm Could wrong. It's n- You're not going to find it in a Hungry Girl recipe anytime hmm. soon. But I love that they have these awards. I think Trader Joe's plays into the campiness and the fun of their own brand mm-hmm. and the fact that they release this information. It's just so smart. Mm-hmm. I wish they cared we were alive. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad because we're such fans and such supporters. But anyway, I like to think we were partly responsible for some of these making the list oh though. for sure definitely certainly the everything but the bagel seasoning and also the cauliflower and yoki yeah mm-hmm. so yeah yeah go trader joe's Yay. what 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 didn't make the list that's your favorite from trader joe's um well actually the one that didn't make the list for uh, best sweets uh, thing i can't remember the exact category but the dark chocolate peanut butter cups I yeah that those. made the list that made the yeah, list yeah yeah, yeah. Everybody loves their peanut butter cups. Yeah, they're great. I think they are the yeah. better than you know them and uh, I, I'm I'll say them and Kirkland are they make their dark chocolate peanut butter cup better than the Reese's dark chocolate peanut wow. butter cup. Wow, you're yeah. a peanut butter cup expert. I do I know my peanut butter cup. <laughs> All right, before we start on these questions, I'm going to remind everybody: if you are not subscribed to the podcast, you should do that. Also, if you're not subscribed to Hungry Girls Daily Emails, you are really missing out. And you can do that at hungry-girl.com. Am I wrong in saying that they need to really sign up for the emails? They should, yeah. Can't imagine that anyone listening to the podcast is not already getting the emails. I don't know. But if you're not, you need to call and tell us why. 805-380-8075. And right after you do that, subscribe. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're going to roll into the first question. Hey guys, this is Tracy from New Hampshire. I just had a question and I was wondering how you avoid turning a mistake, like having a few drinks and thinking a plate of nachos is the best idea in the world, from becoming a week-long or month-long guilt trip uh, binge festival. So if you could answer that, that would be great. Thanks and have a great day. Tracy, that's a very, very good question. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, The thing is, it's really more of a a mental thing. Like when you go off the rails or not even go off the rails, but go off of your healthy eating plan for whatever reason, you slip up a little. I don't know that I, I, I never think eating a plate of nachos is a great idea. I always kind of feel bad when I'm doing it. Isn't that terrible? Mm -hmm. Like I always kind of feel a little like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there are times when I do that. And I, I absolutely, because I'm such a foodie, I think we all overeat. Mm -hmm. Like we'll eat things that we say, "Mm, we wish we didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think the key for me is to just stop it in its tracks. Like when it happens, right after it happens, I think where people sort of make the biggest mistake is they think, all right, this day is shot. Mm -hmm. Oh, this week is shot. Oh, this month is shot. I'm just going to keep eating. I already ate so much. It's the same mentality as like people used to make fun if you go to McDonald's and get French fries and a Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you save where you can. Mm -hmm. So just because you ate a plate of nachos or you drank too much or you ate things you shouldn't have eaten, that doesn't mean you just throw in the towel for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. You know? Do you think people use it a little bit as an excuse? Like, because I agree with you. I feel bad if I make those choices. And do you think people almost feel better if they just say, 
well, today's shot. It's like they're giving themselves permission. I mean, maybe, but they have to realize that it's not that if it's shot, that that's it. Like, if you had an extra 800 calories, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, if you eat an extra 3,000 on top of that, Mm -hmm. then you could actually start gaining some real weight. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, if you stop it in its tracks or you try to counteract it, like, what I like to do, if I make the wrong choices, like, in the afternoon, sometimes I'll just go, like, really light on dinner. Or I'll make sure Mm -hmm. I get on the treadmill and walk for an hour and watch an episode of Dateline. Mm -hmm. Or something to know that I'm burning calories. And it makes you turn that negative experience into a Mm -hmm. positive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what always makes me feel the best. Because you could feel so bad at 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. having made bad choices. And then by the next morning, you could feel better than you thought you could. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So like really focusing on like, how do you want to feel? You know, And, and realizing that if you felt a little not good about those nachos, think how you're going to feel if you then go on to have six beers and pizza at night. Exactly. Do you think if art imitated life, no, life imitated art, yeah, that when Willy Wonka came out with those, uh, those like, I guess they were like everlasting gobstoppers, but they tasted like like food, like blueberry pie and and steak dinner. Remember those? Remember that from the movie? Yeah, I think maybe like were those two those, different things. Maybe. I can't remember. But, but if, I do remember those. But if those were ever invented... And you could just like have a, have a lozenge that tastes like a steak. Do you think that would curb people from overdoing it? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a crazy question. You really can't answer. Well, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I mean, it's so hard to see. It's hard to know. Because mm-hmm. I think it's not just about the flavor. So if like you have a lollipop that tastes like a filet, it, it's just not the same. It's mm-hmm. the mouthfeel. It's chewing. It's yeah. swallowing. Mm-hmm. It's like, because sometimes if I'm on a really strict plan and I'm not allowed to have certain food, I have tasted food where... I taste it and then I spit it out and it's not the same. It's not the same. It's like if I, and I do that, let's say I'm trying to, you know, if I'm getting a blood test and I'm not allowed to actually swallow food, but I have to taste something for work. Mm -hmm. I have done that. It doesn't feel the same. So I kind of feel like if you had that, it would be a different thing, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that would help Tracy. And it was the gum, by the way, the gum that... Uh, it was the that, gum. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was tomato soup, what, and yeah. then it was blueberry pie. Yeah, and, and then she turned else. to a blueberry, and then they had to take her down the river. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, yeah. so getting back to this, one thing that you said that I wanted to see if you could elaborate on, the idea of stopping it in his tracks. How do you do that? When you're in the moment and your brain is saying, I just want to keep eating, I, I love the idea of stopping in its tracks. How do I get myself into that mental headspace to actually break it right there and then that's a really excellent question and all i can do is tell you what i do Mm -hmm. i literally and i've been trying to do this with more things other than just eating is to be very present Mm -hmm. in my life so don't let things get away from you without you really thinking about what's happening Mm -hmm. so the minute that happens i'll be like whoa i have to take a step back first thing i'm gonna do is have a glass of water and just like think about the, you know, because I always think about food and what I'm going to eat the rest of the day or, the, you know, I plan things. So I just, I stop for a while and I think and I say, okay, I probably didn't make the best choice, but I'm going to drink a lot of water today. And if I think I'm feeling hungry again later, I'm going to drink even more water. And then I promise myself that I'm going to make healthy food choices. Mm-hmm. I don't want to starve myself. I don't want to beat myself up over the choices that I made. I want to feel good about the choices mm-hmm. that I'm going to make. And I find that really works. Mm-hmm. That's really good advice. A couple of the things that I do, because I'm definitely prone to this, is one is I'll like get out of wherever I am. Like if I'm in the kitchen, if I'm in 
our employee kitchen and I'm munching and I'm like, oh my God, I have to stop this. You see me all the time going for walks around the block because something about breaking like my physical environment and changing my physical environment gives me enough time to like stop the mental like obsession that's telling me keep eating. So Mm -hmm. if I like get out of the place, change my environment. And then also the idea of like, if I tell myself, okay, you can keep eating, but wait five minutes. You can keep eating after you go for that walk. If you still want to eat, fine. But it's like if you can hold off for just a few minutes, you can convince yourself, well, wow, I did it for five minutes. Maybe I don't need to go back and keep eating. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And taking that walk is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Drink water on the walk too. Mm-hmm. It'll even be better. Yeah, water really helps. Because for me too, if it's like sugar is my, it, it like makes me crazy. Like I start to think about like I have to have more. And drinking the water seems to help like break the cycle of like it's in my head it's in my mouth I'm tasting it I'm thinking about it but when I chug water it like puts it more in the past and I I also think people spend a lot of time feeling bad about themselves Mm -hmm. and when you're feeling bad about yourself you're more likely to make the bad choices 100% so don't beat yourself up Mm -hmm. we're all human and we all like we all do this yeah like Mm -hmm. nobody's perfect and nobody is even the people you think are perfect, they're not perfect. So 100% true. 100% of the time. So true. I see how you eat, Lisa. No, <laughs> no I mean, it's, it's true. And so don't just try not to beat yourself up and realize that you will feel better the next morning. You can. You can guarantee that you feel better the next morning. Because I do this. I do this all the time. And I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's great. All right. We have another question, don't we? We do. Hi. My name is Lauren Perry. Um, and... I'm a big fan of podcasts. It just uh, has made my drive a lot better when I have to drive a lot of distances. I listened to it back when I came back to college. Um, but I found that this summer when I was working on my internship that it was so hard with we had a Thursday happy hour snack bar and Friday bagels with um, really good like granolas and cereals and all these great things. And there's always snacks on the office. And I just kind of wondered what tips and tricks are to avoid workplace snacks and how I can kind of resist the temptation. Um, would love to hear any feedback or whatever you guys have to say. We'll definitely be listening to the podcast, so can't wait to hear it. And thanks again so much. Lauren, she's so cute. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question, too. And we all deal with what we call temptation. And workplace, also, you have there's an added layer of, wow, the food is free. Mm-hmm. And there's you know peer pressure. And your friends are there. And everything looks delicious. And you're not paying for it. I feel like... I'm going to start by saying temptation is a funny thing. There's temptation everywhere, if you think about it. So if you're going out to dinner, you're looking at the menu, you're tempted by the menu. If you're having dinner at home and someone else is cooking and there's food there that you probably shouldn't be eating, that's temptation. When you're at the workplace and it's someone's bringing bagels, or if there's a happy hour, or if there's a birthday cake, it's all temptation. So the first thing you need to do is, is try to really get in that frame of mind, like that mindset of, Look, the world is filled with temptation. I'm a strong person and I am in control of what I'm eating and I'm not going to view the temptation as temptation. That being said, the most important physical thing that I think you can do, because let's say mentally you're really not strong enough, is make sure in those situations you are not hungry. And I mean truly hungry. So like to me, if I am worried that I'm not going to be strong enough to resist what some would call temptation or it's just like real life Mm -hmm. and foods that are in front of me, I will make sure wherever I'm going that I'm not, that I take the edge off my hunger. Mm. So I'll either drink a lot of water or I'll have an orange or I eat some vegetables or I have some kind of 
like um, low calorie satisfying thing that's going to make me not feel starving when I walk into the room or wherever I am where that tempting stuff Mm -hmm. is. One of the things I've done too is because I used to think if there was like if we had a meeting right and I knew there was going to be they said oh breakfast will be served. I know in my head there's going to be muffins and bagels. I would have a fruit cup and yogurt at the hotel before I went. There's no rule that says you have to eat your breakfast in that room. So instead of spinning out in my head of like oh, I'm going to I'm gonna look for that. I hope they have fruit and da-da-da-da. And what am I going to have? Maybe I'll have a half a muffin. It's like, nobody cares. Take care of yourself. You know? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, you don't have to partake at all. Truly. So it's, you just have to set yourself up for success. Like, it's always the same thing. Mm-hmm. You have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And if you know Thursday is the day where the, the tempting donuts and muffins and bagels are in your office, you should eat breakfast at mm-hmm. home. I like, think why to- be hungry? Yeah. And it's, you know, these are all kind of hitting on some of the same things. It's like, think about how you want to feel. Think about how you want to feel later in the day. Do you want to feel heavy and, and kind of like bummed that you ate that? And, or do you want to feel good and light? And it's, it's, it's a steam building when you realize like, wow, I went to that meeting. I had breakfast first. I made a conscious effort not to eat it. And it gets easier because you, it's like, flexing a muscle it's like you, you get more practice it is I totally agree with that and for me also like there are certain foods that are somewhat off limits in my life mm-hmm. and not everybody needs to live that way but mm-hmm. for me again it's always about finding exactly what works for mm-hmm. you I am not a person that could eat a quarter of a bagel mm-hmm. I can't I, if I eat part of a bagel I want the whole bagel if I eat a whole bagel I want two bagels mm-hmm. like bagels are tough for me yeah. so I make decisions to not have bagels I'm not really a bread eater I don't order sandwiches so like in my mind because that's who I am if I went into a room with mm-hmm. a big spread with bagels I don't I barely even see it mm-hmm. because it's like that's not for me mm-hmm. if just the same way if I were a vegetarian mm-hmm. and I walked in and there was like a plate of beef I'd be like, that's not for me. I'm, I love what you're saying right now. It's almost like make it easier for yourself. Yes, this doesn't work for everyone. But the idea of having certain things that you just don't eat. We had a conversation about this, you and I, about how like the same way if you're not a meat eater, okay, make yourself not a bagel eater. Like set some rules for yourself. It's so much easier. I wanted to share a quick story. I remember at my wedding rehearse hour, wedding rehearsal <laughs> night dinner. Not me, Mike. <laughs> I was sitting with my uncle from out of town and there was this huge plate. It was like at a deli. There was this huge plate of cookies in front of us. And I was so distracted by the cookies. I couldn't even pay attention to what my uncle was saying. And he's there engaged, looking at me, talking. And I finally <laughs> said to him, I'm like, how are you not thinking about those cookies and obsessing about those cookies? And he goes, because I don't eat cookies. Like it wasn't even... He knew, and he's he's one of us, you know. He was like, if I eat one, I'm going to eat 100, and I will be thinking about them. But I thought that was, like, great. Like, he just, in his mind, was like, I am not a person who eats cookies. And then he was, it was so much easier for him to make that decision. Yes. It wasn't it wasn't a mental bargain of, like, maybe I'll eat the cookie, maybe I'll eat a half a cookie, maybe I'll, like, right. it just By wasn't way, a choice. That's why I don't even see half the menu when I go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, I glance at it, but anything that's, like, pastas and things like that, I just... I don't even look at them because mm-hmm. to me that I don't really order pasta dishes at a mm-hmm. restaurant so and it makes it so much easier. When you walk into a deli, I know which deli Jane was talking about, but any deli um, and you know, right when you walk in, it's the bakery counter right there. Like, do you just like, you don't even look at the, at the I do. I think it's yeah. cute and everything, mm-hmm. but I have to be honest. I'm not as, I'm not as attracted to, 
I don't have the hots for mm-hmm. cookies yeah. or like even brownies. I like black and whites. I, I do like the deli bakery counter because it's colorful and the M&M cookies are cute. But what gets me is like when I'm sitting there and my niece is, has a giant plate of steak fries. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, That's yeah. where I can't focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's tough for me. So usually I just say, oh, well, it's not for me. I'll feel better if I don't mm-hmm. partake in that. But um, it is... It's tough. I mean, life is filled with temptation. If you think you're going to escape temptation, you're wrong. So the, the the best thing to do would be to figure out how to combat it. Mm-hmm. And I think hopefully some of the tips that we gave will help people. Yeah. I mean, especially at work, it, another good idea is to keep things that you like, like snacks that really keep you satisfied. You know they're there. Like at my desk, I have my favorite meat sticks and my favorite jerkies and my favorite bars and like 100 calorie packs of nuts and so if there's something going on out there if like you know dana makes one of her famous pies or something (laughs) and everyone's eating it right like i won't feel so bad i'll be Mm -hmm. like oh there's something for me back in my office you literally have six oranges on your your desk right now (laughs) we did a photo shoot with them that's what that was there's usually two or three at least true oranges are like a savior for Mm. me they always make me feel like energized and it's just a great Mm -hmm. it's a great happy item for me to chew Cool. All right. Uh, do we have any other questions? I bet we do. We do. Hi, Lisa, Mikey, and Jamie. This is Rachel from Miami. I was wondering, when you are really stressed out, how do you manage to stay on track? I find that when I'm stressed out, I can't stay motivated at all. I eat everything in sight. All right. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye. Rachel, I think you're not alone. I think like stress eating is one of the biggest problems that anybody who struggles with their weight management at all feels. Like it's just the most common thing. I, I'm always envious of people who say when they're stressed out they can't eat a little bit because I, I, I mean I have a bunch of stress in my life. Usually I'm pretty happy but there's a lot. I always have a million things going on. So I try not to be a stress eater. I feel like um, it's interesting though like Jamie, you're really good at this stuff and you actually helped me so much when you talked about like trying to think, why am I eating? Am Mm -hmm. I eating because I'm hungry? Like the thing that really resonates with me and I think about it all the time is like, how are you feeling? If you feel like grabbing something you shouldn't be eating, is it because you're hungry? And how do you know if you're hungry? If you're not hungry enough to be excited about eating raw broccoli, (laughs) then you're not hungry enough to be eating. Yeah. And I, most of the time, I think about, I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm like, do I want raw broccoli? And I'm like, ew, no. But sometimes I'm like, yes, raw blo- broccoli would be amazing That's right how you now. know it's true hunger. Yes, it's true. So a like, little litmus I, test. How are you with stress? Are you a stress eater? Oh my gosh, I have so much to say on this topic. Please, please, please. <laughs> it's funny. So I've been struggling with this. I'm definitely not have it licked, no pun intended. One of the best ways to figure out what works for you is to experience what doesn't work for you. So one of the things that I've noticed doesn't work for me is having sugar around at all. Like I think trigger foods really come into play here because trigger foods are an issue no matter what. They're foods that you have a little, you want a lot. When you're stressed, like I, like you said, it's hard to get motivated. So I am even more susceptible to that stuff. So the biggest thing I can do, I used to eat lollipops all the time. Again, might work for some people. I, when I went through my bag of dum-dums at home, I finally realized, I just can't have dum-dums in the house because once I start, it just kickstarts that feeling. And then I'm looking at Mike's sugary snacks. Like it just a lot. gets me going. <laughs> so like one of the biggest things for me is just keeping trigger foods out of the house. Um, but it's also that same mental game of like, I I had a, fr- I had a friend that had this thing too. And she was like, I think I'm hungry. And then she's like, no, it's just stress. 
And I was like, oh my God, it's that easy to just like shift your mind. It's the same thing. Well, it's, a, it's, it's about being present and mm-hmm. cognizant. And you can try this with anything because I'm trying it now with like people. Like let's say you're in a situation and your gut is telling you to react mm-hmm. immediately. Someone says something that's so frustrating or that, in, that makes you so angry. And you have to just stop and be like, okay, first of all, let me think about why I'm feeling angry. What is it? Is it my ego? Do I feel like they're bruising my ego in some way? Is it about them? Are they saying something because they feel bad about themselves? Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost the same thing. You have to just stop in your tracks and think about what is happening right now. It's like you know? self-therapy. <laughs> it is. It's totally. This is so like, yeah. I don't know, like we're being kind of spiritual here well, today. But Something else that someone told me once that I really liked is if you're not feeling good, right? You're stressed, you're angry, you're sad, you're having some sort of negative emotion and your response is I'm going to eat to feel better. Same thing, like looking at, has that ever worked for me before? No, I always feel worse. So it's like, I have to stop and tell me, I have to stop and tell myself, I already have one problem, I'm stressed. Do I want two problems? Because my second problem is gonna be if I overeat. So true, it's so, and you know, I don't know, like maybe, I don't know if I'm revealing too much, but like you don't even feel good when you're eating it Mm -hmm. because you just feel bad about it. You know it tastes good, Mm -hmm. but while it's happening, you're like, you know it's wrong, you're not Mm -hmm. enjoying it. If you're eating a pint of ice cream and crying at the same time, are you really enjoying the ice cream? Right. Well, you had some other good advice when we were talking a little bit about this of like, what about those times when it's like, look, yeah, I'm going to do most of that, Lisa. I'm going to try my hardest. But there are some times when I'm not going to win that battle. I need to eat. I'm not going to. I know I'm going to the refrigerator. What? How can I prepare for that so I don't eat a thousand calories? I just feel like always have things that are considered the right things in your fridge. Mm-hmm. Like, And for me, I always have pickles in the fridge. I always have turkey slices in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I always have lots of fresh fruit around. I have tons of protein options. There's always hard-boiled eggs in the fridge. There's always, I mean, just there's so much stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's why, I'm, and this is totally changing the subject, but it's it's somewhat helpful. Like, when we were on the Hungry Girl cruise, mm-hmm. I felt like the cruise is the last place that I would overeat because there's so many good options around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are days if I open the fridge and, like, the only thing staring at me is something that's not so good for me, it's hard to resist that. Mm-hmm. But if, if the other stuff is there too, it's just so much easier. So yeah. just set yourself up for success and not failure. And, it, you know, the, the emergency snack thing plays into it too. Yeah. Like always have your stuff around. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember last week I came home from New York and I landed. I always have a giant bag of emergency snacks and I left it on the plane. <gasps> oh, no. And I was like, I felt like I didn't have oxygen. Like I, when I got home, I immediately filled up a new bag of emergency snacks and pretended that I was like, what happened to my, my <laughs> Atlas bars? <laughs> Who's eating my, so- did people think I poisoned it? <laughs> did someone throw it away? Is anyone enjoying those meat sticks? I, it, it's like a security blanket mm-hmm. for me. So have it. It's helpful. You it left really them on is. the plane? I think I did. Mm-hmm. Someone at JetBlue was like yeah. sitting there munch, <laughs> munching out. Well, you oh, just Lord. reminded me of an analogy. Like if you, if there's an 80% chance of rain, you're going to bring a raincoat or an umbrella. If you know you're someone that's going to get, there's an 80% chance you're going to get hungry or need something to snack. Like I am a stressed out person. Fact. Instead of trying to change that completely, 100% of the time, most of the time, Mike, we need to go to the grocery store. I have baby carrots, um, cucumber, and everything bagel seasoning. And when I'm feeling like, guess what? I'm losing this battle. I am definitely going to eat something right now. I go for the crunch. That's super low calorie. The worst thing that can happen is I'm going to eat, what, a giant bowl of carrots? I'll be okay. It's better than a cake. I might. 
Yeah. And I will say something you said earlier really helps. For me, when I am stressed, I feel like 50% of my stress is relieved when I go outside. Mm, yes. Just yes. being outside fresh in fresh air, taking mm-hmm. a walk, seeing trees, paying attention to nature, not to sound all like airy fairy, hippy dippy, <laughs> but seriously, look at like pretty flowers, smell the air. If you live in a very snowy place, bundle up. Mm-hmm. But going outside will really help. Yeah. Can I say one more thing that might be a little bit too out there, but it definitely hit me this week? Putting things in perspective. I, like I said, I get stressed over, I was telling you, like every time my email dings, I am prepared to be stressed (laughs) out or annoyed. Like I am prepared. And, you know, last week, a very public figure passed away abruptly. And it was a real like eye opener that my problems are not real problems. You know, what do they say? It's uh, quality problems. (laughs) Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. my problems are not as great as I think they are. And the more time I spend in that headspace of like, oh, like agonizing over my problems, the more I want to eat over them. So it's like to have some perspective. And like Mike always tells me this, like when something happens, you just be like, OK, how does this really affect my life? Like stressing about this issue. Is it really what's really going to happen? Exactly. Yeah. No, well, it's life great. is just too short to, to stress about. You never know. And I it sounds morbid, but. You know, with with the Kobe that you were talking about, the Kobe what happened to Kobe? Like, you just never know when the last moment you're mm-hmm. going to breathe is. You know, no, but somebody so, said, "Well, I'm just going to eat everything because no. it might be my last day here." Well, no, like, because then you might <laughs> shorten that time because you get a heart attack or you know get sick or you know, food, yeah, you know. I also feel like I don't want to spend that last day because you don't know when that comes. Yeah. I don't want to spend that last day feeling crap again. Excess food never makes me feel good. I don't think it makes anyone Mm-mm. feel good, honestly. Mm-mm. Well. Hopefully we helped Rachel. Did yeah. we, Rachel? Let I us think, know. Yeah, I think you did. Oh, good. Well, if we didn't, they're all going to get prizes, so that's fun. <laughs> oh, they get all, they all get prizes. Yeah, Everybody every prizes. time we, if you call and leave a voicemail, guys, and we read your question on the air, you get a prize. Yeah. And we send good stuff. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to say what it is, but sometimes it's recipe cards and food journals and mm-hmm. Hungry Girl hats and books Spoons. and magazines. Spoons. Anyway, so yes, so if you have questions for us, doesn't have to be specifically about weight loss. It could be about anything you want to ask. Please call Mike. 805-380-8075. And I think this concludes this week's episode of Weight Loss Q&A. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with an intermittent fasting podcast. Finally. They've been asking for it. If it's not next week, it'll be the week after. But we're pretty sure it'll be next week. Yeah. Hopefully it will. I'm excited about it because I am still intermittent fasting. I could be another reason why I'm chipper. I feel like I have way more energy and I am excited to talk about it. So that is coming up. In the meantime, a fun activity for you to do would be to send us an email. Tell us you enjoy us or that you hate us or... No, don't say you hate us, but send us an email. It's not all stressy. Come on, don't <laughs> oh, do that to us. We'll go outside and take a walk all and then right. drink a big glass of water. <laughs> okay, podcast at hungry-girl.com or suggest at hungry-girl.com. Again, you can email or text. I mean, sorry, you could text or call Mike at 805-380-8075. And you can sign up for daily emails at hungry-girl.com. Follow us on Facebook and you can join our what's chewing community which is like the place to be mm-hmm. and it's all good so thank you yeah. for tuning in and we're gonna go now i'm lisa lillian also known as hungry girl till next time chew the right thing <laughs>